Have you ever been called a band geek, a theater nerd, cyber dork, studio rat, gamer punk, orchestra dork, book monkey, drama jock, poindexter, artsy fartsy, or just plain weird? Well then, welcome to Art Nerds. This is the podcast where we sit down with our nerdy friends, embrace our inner geek, and celebrate our art. And welcome back, my friends. Welcome to Art Nerds. This is the place where we talk to our nerdy friends about their art. Today at the table, I have a couple of friends who are, in my opinion, uh, geniuses in their weird and wonderful way. And they are both smirking at me <laughs> in derision right now. Uh, these are my friends, Cindy and Tom Adamek. How are you guys doing today? Very, Very well. well. Thank Good. you. How are you? <laughs> We're doing quite well. Doing quite well. Um, first question, right out of the mark. Uh, what is your art? Okay, Tom has volunteered me to answer this question first. When I think about what my art is, it's organization. If that is an art at all, is being able to organize a bunch of different things at one time and bring them together yep. in some sort of usable form for casts and directors. Right. And Should you're, be- and you're amazing at it. And much worked- of a pro- I would say more of a project manager where you're, here's a bunch of things that you need to get do. And then she has to stay within a budget. And then when it's showtime, it, it now the skill set has to, okay, so everything has a place to be right. on the table and everybody w- watches it and, She's got to communicate that so the actors don't have to think. It's just impulsively they go to the spot, and she's yep. really, really good at it. Yep, 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 yep. And I agree. Yeah. Uh, and Tom, how do you fit into this? Because you're here for the same reason. Um, uh, Cindy's hired me. Uh, she, <laughs> um, I'm the hired help. No, and w- what happened uh, when our daughter was in school? Uh, Cindy volunteered to, to do summer plays and, and when she, and, and do high school plays. And she, my daughter was, you know, was good, but you know, when you get one, you get us all. So Cindy did the props and to stay within the budget, she would come to me and say, Hey, can you make this? And, <laughs> and that's how it all started. you know, pro, you know, going back to anything goes, yep. uh, I think I made a wheelchair, like a, a 1920s wheelchair. Um, really? Uh, yeah. And I, and that was a, what well, that was a, a sweaty job we were in the garage doing that in the middle of the summer. But it started there, and then um, as word got out, I guess you know um, people started wanting to hire Cindy, and it just it's it's grown from there. And that's that started when Alex is probably fifth grade, sixth grade. Yeah, so sixth yeah. or seventh, and grade, she's just graduated college, so you, you can know the timeline. Oh, there. very. So yeah. just for the audience, um, Cindy and Tom are known in this community as uh, master prop makers and prep properties managers. Props meaning. For the stage and for the theater. These guys come up with all of the stuff that we handle on stage. Um, and I met them. When did we, uh, Cindy, when you and I met on, was it She Kills? Was that the first time we worked together? No, we worked together on Young Frankenstein That's when right. you designed the wigs. That's right. And I did the props. That's right. And yep. then. And then this past fall on She Kills Monsters when you were the director. That's right. And. Um, what I love about these guys' work is that, like I said, they, they're, they're great at keeping us as actors calm <laughs> when it comes to at least this facet of the, sh- of the show. And then they're great at coming up with the weird stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which I think, is, I, think, I think is part of where your brilliance lies. 
So. Yeah, well, you know, when, when you're directing and, and, you know, we work together with, with She Kills Monsters, you're directing and you got a gazillion things to think of. Right. And the last thing you want to think about is the props. I mean, you want, it's important, but you got so much more moving parts. And I try to provide, you know, from my aspect is I want to create something that you're happy with and don't have to worry about. And I try to, I make a lot of independent decisions because you're, you're so overwhelmed and every director i we've worked together with is overwhelmed and they don't, it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of do it. You know, I'm paraphrasing, but, uh, so I try to give something beyond what they're asking for. So that's kind of the goal, you know? And I'm always the person at home going, no, 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 that's too much. That's not what they ask for. And you're the person that pushes a little bit and says, no, this will be great. Just wait, it'll be great. And you're always right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Right. Well, I've heard that argument from both of you separately. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes from Cindy, it's, no, 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 we have three days, it's time to put the brakes on. (laughs) That was a Spongebob, Uh, we we just did Spongebob the musical, and Cindy and Tom did the props for that, which (laughs) I don't think there was a single thing, well, small stuff that you could have found and bought, but... A couple things that I bought, but... The majority of it, I mean, that's a lot of Most of it that we bought, we altered in some way. Like Mm -hmm. the spatula was a pizza... Oh, a piece spatula of spatula yeah. that we cut holes in. And when I say we, I mean Tom cut <laughs> holes in it to make it look like a spatula. And a and, yes. <laughs> but the, the part that I, I enjoy about this too is we have a, you know, like the spatula, you know, and it's, it's everything. You have this, this, this item and how are you going to get there? And I, I think theater, my view of it is everything needs to be oversized. You can't have a real spatula. You need everything big. It needs to be huge, and, right? Yeah. And just so the guy, I, my vision is the guy in the back row knows exactly what the guy's holding in his hand. And this spatula is huge. I'm like, what am I going to do? And I may spend a week flipping through, you know, Facebook marketplace or whatever to find this inspiration. And then I land on it and I landed, I somehow stumbled upon a pizza spatula and then I just had to cut holes in it. So it kind of matched the thing, but it was massively oversized, but everybody knew what it was. But it was perfect for the show. And that's part of the fun for us and like our family as a whole is we sit around and we talk about what are we going to use for this when um Tom went to construct Gary the snail for SpongeBob we spent weeks walking Months. around stores looking at things saying what are we going to use for the shell will that work will this work i mean how many aisles did we walk up and oh, down in? i was in hardware stores hardware garbage stores, cans lamps yeah. i'm driving down the street i'm looking at, at things <laughs> at it's just garbage amazing on the street. yeah <laughs> yeah but that's i'm trying to get what, some of your best stuff oh, what, no. <laughs> what could be the shell and it, you know there, that's the part that there is nothing like this before so i you know on, in that particular myopic view i used a tire from a car and filled it with insulation foam and that became what is known as Gary the Snail's shell. <laughs> so, uh, and nobody would know. And I, I, I didn't want it to be perfectly round, so I oblonged it, kind of hide it a little right. bit. But yeah, nobody knows that. Nobody would have, yeah. yeah. Look, I mean, having seen it, mm-hmm. nobody would have suspe- suspected Yeah, there's a tire in there somewhere. And I always start, like in that particular case, in every case, is what is, what is Broadway doing? I kind of want to, and I try to get it close to that. And in this particular case, I saw what they did. And if you put the Broadway one next to what I created, they're very similar they're, looking, but I yeah. I said, what boy, this thing, they're, they're just, I wanted it to go the extra mile. And I, you know, I put it on an RC car working at Horizon Hobby. I have that ability. 
And I wanted the eyes to turn. I, I thought that I, the eyes looking will bring it to life. And it did. Yeah. Yeah. Because the Broadway one is just sitting on a skateboard. Yeah. yeah and, a, just, and I think yeah, it gets pulled just a, out. Yeah. It's just a prop on a skateboard. Yeah. yeah. And I just thought, God, they could have done so much better with that too. So I took what they did and tried to up it. So I you did. did. Yeah. <laughs> so. And I think, I think everybody was impressed with the fact that Gary moved on his own. Yeah, and that's, that and it, there was a, there was a lot of work, probably a hundred hours, and there was a lot of altering. I mean, it, there was nothing like that. The, the the RC car that I used goes forty miles an hour out of the box. Well, we couldn't have that, so you know <laughs> that would be bad if the thing you know took a, you know uh, skated into the audience. That would have been a bad thing. So uh, you know there was right. some some thought and engineering that went through it. So, I mean, that thing, top speed on that thing was three miles an hour. Then nobody was going to get hurt with that, right? <laughs> so anyway, but that, that that was probably my magnum opus and all the things I've done. Um, but it, it was neat, you know, and it, it was fun. The whole the part that I loved was the whole build, and the, there's no YouTube, there's no instructions. You're making yeah, right. everything, every decision, and I it, I got one take. So when I did the insulation foam tire, I got one take. I wasn't going to make a second one. I didn't have time for that. <laughs> yeah. You know, in every decision, okay, I got one take and it's got to look good. Yeah. So. I, I, yeah. I think that's interesting. Because yeah. um, that reminds me of when we did She Kills Monsters, I'm a former puppeteer. So the, there's five dragons at the end of the show. So I built puppet heads for this thing. And I built five puppet heads. And if they crashed, I repaired them. If they broke, you know, I repaired them. Speaking to your point of, I had one take. Yeah. Yeah. And I was talking to somebody else who was getting ready to do the show. And he's telling me, oh, no, we're going to make 15 dragon heads. We're going to have one set for rehearsal. We're going to have one uh. set for performance. And we're going to have one set as a backup. I said nothing to this guy. I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> You're going to get that first set made. <laughs> You're going to tell people to be really careful. Yeah. But I think that's, um, but I, I, I appreciate that you get one really good shot at it and you, you hit it or you pull it from the show. <laughs> typically when we do a show, once everything is built, I, I, I many times I'll watch the dress rehearsal and then you don't see me again. Right. Um, and this particular one, because there were so many moving parts with the, with the clock and, and Gary Karen. And, and, you know, Karen, I'm managing oh that heart, stuff. Karen. And I, I actually, this is the first time I've actually, you know, I was you, controlling right. the clock. It's the first time I've ever done it in one of these plays. So, uh, it was a different experience, but yeah, normally it's, it's, you don't see me and the actors don't even necessarily come in contact with me because I just kind of drop and go. <laughs> right. So who's the tall, angry looking man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, anyway, but that's Tom. He's that's Tom. Yeah. He's fine. He's not really angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I brought this and, and, uh, it's a Camelot playbill. From the early 1980s, I went to North, uh, North Central for college from one year, and that there, which you're holding in your hand, that little piece of paper, we had to act out on stage in class. It was an acting class. It was a requirement. I did that, and we had about five of those, and I'm like, oh, no, this is not going to work. I am not an actor. <laughs> it was hard for me to learn the lines. I was very, very uncomfortable in my skin, and I felt like, oh, my gosh, everybody's laughing at me. So after... After that, I went to the teacher and they were, they were putting on per Camelot. And I said, I will build your stage because he talked about it in class. In return, I need to get an A. And he goes, I can't give you an A, but I'll give you a B. And if you flip on the back of that thing, it'll show you on, on this here, who did the construction and props. 
<laughs> First name, Tom yeah. Adamek. Yeah. There you are. <laughs> so um, I, did, I enjoyed it. So then I transferred into Northern Illinois, and they were doing a production, and I, I went to the, the theater department. And I stayed in art and music dorm. And somebody said, hey, they're doing this. And I went to the theater director and he goes, are you an art major? And I said, no. And he goes, then we don't want you. And so 30 years, I didn't do anything. And then Cindy gets involved with my daughter. And, and, and so I'm kind of back into it. So I, kind of, I wanted to do it, but they didn't want me to do it. You know, it, it just, well, and I got, it kind of spooked me away. I think that that's an the I've had conversations like this with some of the other folks on the podcast and that um, when you're talking about, because I'm. I have a PhD. I, most of my career has been in academia, in the ivory tower, mm. as you call it. And there is a hierarchy, and there is a snobbery, and there is a set way to do certain things, especially when it comes to art, because there's a real potential of stepping on somebody's toes. Yeah. <laughs> there's an ego there. However, um, you are correct in the sense that it doesn't matter what they want. And, you know, in the academic world, what you guys do is amazing. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's an art in itself. This was funny too, because here I am, I'm working on this stage and the stage was amazing. It was, um, not because I built it, what he wanted, he wanted a round stage and he wanted it tilted like a eh, 15, 20 degree angle. So everybody in the audience could see the artwork that was painted on it. I didn't do the artwork. I just did the, the angle the of it. Tilt on it. Yeah. And, um, it was, it, it was quite cool. But so when I was working on this stuff, the actors and people were helping build props and they're doing their stuff. They didn't know how to take me here. I'm six foot five. I'm a baseball player. Didn't fit into this group at all. And it was kind of, they were, they, it's weird. Yeah. They didn't, they, it wasn't like they weren't unwelcome, but they just didn't know how to take this. You know, what is this guy doing? You know, he, I'm their age, but I look nothing, I, you know, right. And I'm just going to town on this thing, you know? So it was, it was, it was an interesting, and, it, and nothing has really changed. I'm still, you know, people are, you know, some of the actors, you know, like they don't know how to take me because I'm in and out of there, you know? Right. I mean, because like Cindy, you're there. Every production meeting, you're there. Every yeah. at, once we get down to the nitty gritty tech mm. rehearsal, she's part of the. I'm. She's part of the group. Yeah, like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> but we've learned a lot too. I mean, beyond the props, like you know, there was guys, you know, people like Bob Weber, the late Bob Weber, uh, you know, Sue Aldrich, you know, and, and there's there were some incredible people that we worked with. You know, Sue has these beautiful visual uh, stage setups, and you, there's things you learn from that. Oh yeah, you know, and. Um, and, and even kill, she kills monsters. That was kind of that was a little different too. You know, like l late in the game. Oh, we need we, we need a new staff, and it's like, oh my gosh, we're going dress rehearsal tomorrow. I got to get this thing done. <laughs> so how how uh, tell me again how you did get into this? How okay? So my younger daughter, when she was going into I think six or maybe going into seventh grade, um, was part of an Urbana Park District production of Anything Goes. She just went in tried out for it and well, she probably didn't know this. Everyone got in. And oh. <laughs> so she was part of the show, but from where they rehearsed every night to our house, it wasn't worth my time to drop her off, drive home and go back every single night. So oh. I would just sit in the lobby of the Phillips Recreation Center and wait. And as the production went on, they started needing people to do stuff and I was bored. So I was like, oh, I can do that. I can help. And then it started, <laughs> um, they started to um, kind of task me with finding props. The director's name um, is April Cleveland, who 
was great to work with. At the time, she was, I think, a college student. Now she has her MFA in directing and is running an acting troupe out in New Mexico, I believe. Yeah. But she was great to work with. And that was really my first introduction into, you know, like I said, organizing stuff. I, it was kind of fun for Alex and I, for anything goes, they wanted everything to be very period. So we went to antique shops. We went, um, kind of prop hunting all over the place, looking for the different things that they needed. And I've always liked to say that I will, um, borrow anything from anyone. I will ask for a donation from anyone that, you know, please, this is at the time it was for the kids, you know, we're going to use it in a play for kids. It's going to be great. Um, I drove so, down to uh, Terre Haute, Indiana, to get a laundry basket for ten dollars for like, Annie. Yeah, massive oh, yeah, stuff that like that. Yeah. So it's just we're always trying to stretch that dollar, and then for anything goes, you needed a wheelchair. Yeah, and, and you built we it. Couldn't afford to buy it with the budget, so I said, "I'll build it." So that's wow. how it starts. <laughs> yeah, but so working with April and just kind of hanging out, and then the next summer she asked me if I would do it again, and then it was just really from our daughter being involved in, um, plays that we, yeah. And then I think I worked for some things with, um, I worked on Billy Elliot for, this is BCT squared. Yeah. Twin city. Okay. Yep. So when I worked with them, we were up at the Parkland stage and, um, I think I met Brian Morgan. Right. And then he asked me the following year to work on what was the first show I worked on at Parkland. I don't think it was Young Frankenstein. I think, oh my gosh, it was Memphis. Oh, it was Was Memphis. That was your first show that I worked for Parkland for. Yeah. And that was just a, anyone that was involved in that show will tell you it was just a magical experience. Everything just came together. Did, oh, how nice. did you see it? I did see it. Oh yeah. I just thought it was one of the was, first things I saw here. Yeah. yeah. It was, I thought it was amazing and I had a great time working on that and the, um, director and the cast and that were amazing. To work it was, with it was too, a so. fantastic show. Yeah. It was just like everything just kind of snapped into place. It was place. a prop was, heavy show too. It was, I don't remember it being a prop heavy show. I mean, I know there was, was a lot things of like, set um, decoration heavy glass glass that broke and we had to make glass that set on the stage and then like with sugar and right. water right, right, and right. then they weren't happy with how the glass was reflecting on a part of the set for the lights so we had to deal with that so i think it was a lot of little things at the end that came up well, which they always do well, right. that, that the video camera which had a lot of oh, stage yeah. time that that took a lot of engineering so all uh, oh, that roll around tv camera yeah tom made that because <laughs> we used that thing in um, Servant of Two Masters. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! So it's got a second life. It's had, it's had at least two shows. Yay! Um, and and I know we've got it for more. We're going to use it some more. But. Yeah, it's down in the big scary basement. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was a, that was a very expensive prop to build. I didn't. There was no money involved in that. <laughs> that was just jump from the bin. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how I got involved with Parkland, and it's been fun. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, you, you, you guys seem to really enjoy it. We do. It's kind of fun. Like Tom just said, like the best part about that was it costs zero dollars. It's always like a challenge to come in under budget and, you know, not spend money on stuff, but still have a really good product right? and still have things that actors feel comfortable using. Um, 
I remember in SpongeBob, the last show we did, one of the actors, I was like, how does that feel? Does that feel okay? You know, are you mm -hmm. good with using that? And they looked at me and they said, I don't think I get to choose. And I'm like, sure you do. If you're not comfortable with it, it's not going to work. You need to be comfortable with the stuff you have. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's not about what Tom and I like. Right. It's what the director wants and it's what the actor wants and it's what's going to be best for the show. Okay. I, I will tell you guys, working with you guys as a director, uh, it's a dream because you are, you don't force an aesthetic. You're very good at like uh, listening to and kind of absorbing the aesthetic of the show as it, as it progresses mm -hmm. and then contributing to it. And I think that's amazing. Has there ever been a time where you've wanted, you, you've had the idea where it's like, Oh no, this is going to be much better than your idea kind of situation or, um, I, I don't, the way you framed it, not quite, but like, yeah. you know, in young Frankenstein, um, the disagreement was into the book. Uh, you know, we, we oh. knew we were doing this. And again, my, my back row needs to see it. And when we did the, when you say disagreement, it wasn't a disagreement between the director. It was, it was a disagreement between me and Tom. Oh, <laughs> so, so we're doing this play in the spring and we go away to Colorado for Christmas, uh, and went skiing with my brother. And I was working on this book because I, I don't want to ski because I, I injured my knee years ago. Anyway, uh, so I'm working on this book and it was massive. You remember it. And we, I, and we used it in, in, in SpongeBob too. Yeah. We recycled it, but it it's is like, ridiculously busy. It's close to three feet tall. Yes. Two and a half yeah, feet yeah, wide. Yeah. I think yes. it's 29 inches tall, massive. <laughs> it's and huge. It, how I did it. I wanted everybody to see it. And I tried to do an exact replica of the original, you know, what you saw in, in uh, the Gene Wilder play. And it, I nailed it, and there was nothing. I found a couch on the side of the road. I cut the back off of it for the leather binding. I, <laughs> I, I, I uh, had uh, in, uh, when I did uh, uh, hardwood flooring in my house. There was like a paper, and it's like a thick paper. I didn't want it to rip, and that was the pages. And then the tip off, you know, the, the tip in, and that one. If you open it up, the actor's lines are in there, and he could read them. And I had my daughter, Alex write them down and 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 that scene was so magical because he was reading the lines and it, it made it more believable right and 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 i asked him i go are you reading he goes absolutely but it just made it it made it fun and right. and that's you know quite frankly that is the only prop that we have that we have saved mm -hmm. everything else has gone away and we've kind of kept that one the, this massive the rule book. is once it leaves the house it's not coming back <laughs> Fair enough. We let him go. Because <laughs> after this, how many, you know what, it's been... Two shows now. No, how oh. many years have oh. you been doing this kind a of... A long oh, time. Ten? Yeah. Yeah, I would say ten years of prop collecting and building. Would be ridiculous. Yeah, that's 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 not a stuff in the basement yeah, kind I, of collection anymore. <laughs> I, ne I never expect any of this stuff to live on. You know, once in a while, you, you know, you mentioned the camera, it, it lives on. And that kind of makes you feel good that, you know, all that work. But it, it, in all reality, it's, is, it's the nature of the business. Yeah, it's got, yeah. you can't, you know, you could say, well, something small, it's cool, but it's got to go. Yeah. You know, and some of the stuff I made, like that, the, the wood chopping machine for Beauty and the Beast, mm -hmm. that had to go. It, you know, oh, it, right, it, right, it was right. Than this table, yeah, yeah. and so, it drove. So, really, and yeah, it wow. Was... <laughs> I have not seen this piece at all. It, they used it when Central and Centennial did Beauty and the Beast at the Virginia Theater. Okay, several several years ago, Alex was in high school. Yeah, so um, af so after that production, they shipped it off to Kansas City, and I think they sold it. And a couple of years later, in like 2017, late in 2017, I got a phone call for the director in Muhammad. And he goes, I heard you made 
Do you have access to it? And I go, uh, no, it's gone. And he goes, could you make another one? And he goes, I don't, I can't afford to pay you much. And I said, don't worry about it. So, and I was in the middle of uh, some work drama at the time. I said, this would be a good diversion. So I built this thing and I brought it out, you know, again, you're hand holding it to make sure nothing breaks. And after he goes, how much do I owe you for this thing? And I said, $20, don't worry about it. You know, so I built this massive machine and, 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 uh, and that was just the cost of a couple paint the, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anyway, so it's just, you know, and it, it, you know, you use your resources. Sometimes I'll contact people on Facebook marketplace and say, Hey, this is for a play. We have a low budget. Can you donate it? And a lot of times they say yes. You know, oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I want to go back to the book. You yes. said this is the only disagreement between, <laughs> I want to finish this conversation because I'm curious. <laughs> well, you well, finish it. Chelsea is a great director to work with. And when we did Young Frankenstein, she said, I want everything to be comically big. And, okay. And I said that to Tom and he starts talking about how big this book is going to be. And I'm like, no, that's too big. And he's like, no, it won't. It'll be great. I'm like, it's going to be too big. It's going to, but I was wrong. It was great. It just, and we went back and forth about it being too big and not too big. And you won. <laughs> but it's always that. It's always, everything has to be too big. You know, I mean, anyway, but you know, she, she kills monsters. It did, you know, because it was such an intimate audience in, a smaller in, the, in the black yeah. box. Yeah. You didn't need to do that. But for, for the bigger theater, you want it, you want to see it. You know, what yeah. does he have there? He is, uh, I think it gets lost. So, right, 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 right. you know, we did, uh, over the summer, we did, uh, um, an original score with uh, Kenny Chumley. Is that right? Did yeah. I say and and Kenny wrote this, you know, kind of a Wizard of Oz take. It was a hundred years into the future, and everything changed. And we had almost one hundred percent creative. I mean, there was and there was no yeah. picture. You know, there was pictures from the original. You know, uh, but there's some of the stuff which we just had to make up, and that was kind of fun. Yeah, you know, there was there was no rules. There was. Nothing. It was just, just make it up because it, this is original. So it was fun. It was, oh, no, no, like production design or very little. Some, like I mean, general the, guidelines, the some, script. Right. But some basic you know. parameters, but yeah. they just let you go at it. Absolutely. Was that? That's, it was fun. It's when our neighbors probably thought we were crazy and <laughs> we had like, they needed a green throne. So we found, where did we get that chair that we spray painted? We spray painted a lot of stuff green in our backyard, and our neighbors probably were. Uh, you know, the, wondering you know, in what the was original movie, they had the uh, the monkeys had those uh, pitch uh, oh, forks. Oh, those were great! Yeah, yeah. I made, I made like six or eight of them, and they're in the backyard. And as I'm painting them, my neighbors probably think, "What, what is going on over here?" Because <laughs> we have the spears stuck in the ground in the back. <laughs> but <Okay>. go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, which begs the question: What's the weirdest thing you guys versus maybe what is the most difficult or easiest uh, what time wise the the wood chopper was probably uh, the consumed the most time and, and it literally took in our garage took up a parking space it was it was it was that big it was half the size of a car wow um and I could, uh, I'll, after this, I could show you a video yeah. of it, but, um, yeah, that was, that was probably, um, one of the more challenging, I'm trying to think of what other kind of weird what things, weird things, have we you know, done? in, 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 um, in young Frankenstein, the brain transfer scene too. Oh, we made brains. Yeah. Were yeah. there three different brains? Yeah. We had three brains and then the transfer, the electronic transfer. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, you know, that, that was, was, and that was, that was, again, we kind of had, she mentioned that she wanted it to look like the Back to the Future, the Doc, like Doc one too. Doc and if you that thing on oh, his yeah, head, yeah. that's where. So they were strainers that we. 
that, but yeah, but they weren't just strainers. Well, no, they had stuff coming off them. Yes. It's twirly things that and they moved had batteries on. and lights and, and lights the thing and went, yeah, and it was <laughs> it was great. Okay, I What's will tell you this: thing? I designed the the makeup for that show, and I designed and built Frankenstein's flat head. And the first time you guys brought that out and put it on, it was like, oh, man. <laughs> and I just slapped the hat on that flat head thing he's wearing. And I thought, I'm going to have to make another one. <laughs> I had to alter Yeah, and I remember when it happened, it didn't fit, and I had to alter it. And, and I, um, it, it all worked out. But It it's all just, did. I mean, but, in the end, it was all just fabulous. But, and that's, that's, there's so many moving parts. And that like that's something I couldn't plan for, block for, or whatever you call it. And it was just like, oh, oh boy. And that's why I show up the, the, the day before. So, okay, we, uh, now time for the alterations. The police shields for Billy Elliot. Oh, that was fun too. With made out of plexiglass, and they had to. They were going to rent them for six. These these police shields, right? Okay. I think there was nine or ten of them. There was a lot of them. Uh, they wanted to rent them, and they were going to pay six hundred bucks. And I go, oh no, no, no! <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, again, theater doesn't have a big budget, so I. Do use some resources. I think we were like a hundred dollars for those things. I think so because I forget mm-hmm. where you bought the plexiglass, but they were big, thick. Yeah, they were they were cast off plexiglasses, yeah. and I just kind of pieced it together, and they look fine, you know. Wow, uh, you know. So yeah, that was just that was a weird thing we did. Police yeah. shields, yeah. <laughs> yeah, police, police shields. shields. Yeah, but uh, yeah, there's been just some weird things, you know. In in uh, in the in the summer one, um, uh, the Wizard of Oz take off the bang gun. It uh, was a little yellow rifle, and when the guy pulled the trigger, a little flag came out flag. that said "bang." You know, right. so it wasn't actually. And that was, they didn't plan on that. And I said, I think I could make this scene funnier. So again, there was no rules and, and we did it and it got a big laugh. And I remember somebody, one of the stage managers said, you know, props never get laughs, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I always enjoy when there's food. I always say it's not a show unless you're eating on stage. <laughs> <laughs> now, is that because of an aesthetic or is that just because you like to nibble? <laughs> no, because... <laughs> Food is a pain in the butt. You have to make sure that you're not going to kill the actor if it's spoiled. You have to make sure it's fresh. You have to make it sure it's something they can actually eat. Something that they <laughs> no can. No peanut allergies. Yes, no peanut allergies. No any kind of allergies. So it's always um, when our daughter, her last year with um, Urbana Park District, they did Susicle, and she was the cat in the hat, and there was. Um, another person who was like, oh, after intermission, you should have Alex come out as a cat and um, conduct the pit with a loaf of French bread. That'd be so funny, blah, blah, blah. And like, well, Alex can't touch bread. She's allergic to gluten. She has celiac and she can't even touch it or she breaks out. And I'm like, that's food we can't do. So you do have to worry about allergies and, you know, can you actually eat this and then still talk and say your lines? And so don't swell up. Yeah. yeah. That's the only time. It's not fun. That show was the only time I ever made Alex a prop. And that was the schlop with a cherry on top. So it It popped up. (laughs) Yeah, they wanted, you know, they, they, it's a basically a big chocolate sundae and a cherry popped. And she goes, can you do that? And I said, yeah, I could do it. And I, I rigged it up. And it do you was, ever say no? I don't think I ever have. No, sometimes I come home after a production meeting and he'll be like, how was it? And I'm like, well, it was okay. Let me tell you what we're going to need. <laughs> on, on the schlop, I spent... 40 hours on this thing. It literally had six seconds of stage time. Well, that's what it kills me too. When you, like when you get going on something and I'm like literally 20 seconds on the stage. It's oh, not- 
I'm with you. I mean, five dragon heads. Yeah. Yeah. It was runs around they were for five so minutes. Cool yeah. About two minutes of time yeah. out of an hour and a half show, and mm-hmm. but you know it makes the right impact at the right yeah. time and absolutely everything. I uh, one of my favorite things, and again, this is you guys going over the top, simply because that's who you are. Was that staff you made for She Kills Monsters? There's this wonderful scene where we had this giant projection of a dragon on the floor, and we're doing this very uh, mystical scene. And one of the characters, uh, the character who kind of conducts this scene, has a walking stick. And Tom said, we should light it up. I didn't even suggest it. I said, that'd be kind of cool. And then three days later, he's got a prototype. <laughs> you know what one it take. was, don't you? Take what? one. You know what it was. The light? Wasn't it the bottle bottom of like a plastic soda bottle? It was a ginger ale bottle that that was the that was the color green. Oh, that was the the crystal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and, I knew and, that. And, and, and I had to cover and I used up a, a dollar store push light. Everything was at home. It was last second. I mean it was the last prop I made for that show. And you know, it, it came out good. I you know, I was I was pleased mm-hmm. with it too. And and I was worried, I'm like, are they gonna turn this thing on the entire time? And, and the way you guys used it was brilliant yeah it was a lot it was fun and i think it came out of the idea that when we got down to doing that scene the scene went dark yeah the lights went dark so we could see the projection Mm -hmm. and then tom comes over and says we need to light that staff up i don't remember how you said it but it was your decision i think it also drew attention to the character right just a little bit more even though that character was pointing out the different dragon heads right. and describing what was going on and i would, it yeah. gave her a little more i will give her credit too yeah the, the, she worked it. yeah she managed to swirl it around tip the light on and right at the right time uh made the whole thing wonderful and then as soon as everything got away and she was very i didn't direct her at all with this prop mm-hmm. and and she instinctively as soon as the attention was away from her thing yeah. came off nobody even saw it yeah and it was and you know and it, there's there's two elements of that on, on that specific one and it kind of encompasses what we try to accomplish i did that for her a lot of it she you know she deserves something better yeah that's my that's my thought process and you hear me agonize over this many times i like to make stuff for the the ensemble cast or the people who just have a couple of lines to make that performance more special for them. Right. And, and they, and they're proud of it. That, that is a big goal of mine. Or when we do stuff with Urbana park district, every little kid likes to have a prop, yeah. no matter what it is. I always try to make sure every kid has something that they can be like, this is mine and I need to take care of it. And I need to have my character do something with it. And so I think that also helps like, feed their like, oh, theater's fun. This is something I want to do to really make them, especially when you're doing a big show where there are a lot of little kids who are ensemble members. I think it makes them feel more part of the experience and part of the cast, even if they're not a principal role. Right. Do you think it's something as simple as uh, they've got just that tiny little bit more to do yep. than just stand around and yeah, sing because, and wait and sing. And, yeah, because the directors will always talk about, think about why your character is there. If your character is there, it's for a reason. It's, you know, the directors put you on stage for a reason. And that was, um, Alex did some stuff with Nick and Angela Schneider. They used to do some Christmas plays at Parkland. During, and Nick always used to say to the cast, if I have you on stage, it's here for a reason. You're 
you're doing something. There's right. a reason you're there. So yeah, I think it's absolutely, especially when you're working with kids, gives them a reason to be there, no matter what it is that they're interacting with. And it could be something like totally silly that you or I wouldn't think anything of, but to a seven or eight year old kid, it's like, okay, this is your coffee cup. You've got to carry out there. And what do you have in it? And why do you have it? Yeah, and You know, it makes them feel. But that little thing too also sparks imagination. Mm-hmm. You know, that, you know, a little kid coming on trying to be an old man, but if he's got a coffee cup or a newspaper or something simple. Yeah. Something. And it doesn't like, have oh, to be big, but if yeah. they have something, so that's, you know, you're talking about, you know, when we do stuff and we like think about what we're going to give people, we want the actors to be comfortable and we want right. them to, you know, and, and, think, and on the staff, I wanted it. It has to be easy to use. can't right. be complicated. And I had to drill a hole halfway down the staff and have a switch in there. So right. she, and she had easy access to it. So it wasn't noticeable that she's reaching and shutting right. it off. So it just takes a little bit of critical thinking. So, but still, but I think I, I really, really appreciate the notion that, you're especially that staff hmm. and the actor, her name is Zoe. Um, she loved that thing. I mean, she was so excited. I mean, she, she, we had a good time. She had mm -hmm. a you know, great part and great stuff to do, <clears throat> but that staff, I mean, it really, it set her off and that she had such a good time with the rest of the show because she had that one moment she had that staff and it was something cool. And I think it was something cool for her. Right. And I think. And that's what, that's the beauty of what I like to do. And you that's, it. that's what I absolutely appreciate and love about your attitude toward this whole thing. Like Solomon <clears throat> with the cheese whiz, with right. the laser out of the cheese whiz can. That yeah. was his to use. And that was and your idea, stuff. wasn't it? That's in the script. Oh, is it? The laser is? There's a laser pointer and a cheese whiz. No, I, I think I between you and I, we came up yeah. and said. Yeah. <laughs> Can we put, we were sitting, yeah, in the script, he has cheese whiz, and in the script, he has a laser pointer to point at the big map. Mm -hmm. And I think somewhere between, in a production meeting conversation, Cindy and I said, oh, we'll just put the laser in the cheese whiz. It'll be great fun. That's one of those times I went home and I was like, hey, guess what we talked about? <laughs> <laughs> and then we dumped it on Tom. <laughs> but it worked. It, it, it worked great. like a charm. Oh, my stars. And yeah, Solomon. That was his. That man. was he his. Loved yeah, it. he loved that silly thing. And that's it. It's just a silly thing that. Yeah, he, he. You know, these actors, all of them, they work so hard, and they deserve it. That's kind of my. They deserve something that they, they right. can, that that it just brings the performance better. I mean, that's it's always been. That's kind of my mission statement on this yeah. stuff. Yeah, and I say that every time that I talk to a cast and I'm like, "Hey, I'm Cindy. I'm going to be running props for you." I don't. This is not about me. I want you guys to look right. good. I want you to have what you need to have a great show. It's, you know. And uh, I know a lot of my students who work with you at Parkland appreciate that as well. They love working with you guys. You know, you, you know. I think you pretty much solidified it when you brought Gary. <laughs> You're pretty much our favorite props people. But, um, but yeah, it was. Uh, but I, 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 like I said, I mean, and I think, does that come from you as an educator as well, you think? Or well, the attitude of they deserve this? Uh, probably. I, w I would like to think so. I, I don't know. Maybe. I would like to think it is to make. It's not know. about it. I mean, it's important. It, it's, none of this is about us. And, and if, quite frankly, if they said, we're not going to put your names 
in the playbill, I'd yeah. be like very, very happy about that. I don't need that. That's not, I'm not doing it for the, the, the right. wave and it, it look at me. It's more about the, it's these, these, these guys. I mean, wow. they're just, they're working so yeah. hard. And as I told you, when we came here, this is not something <laughs> that we would like seek out to do to talk about, do you know what I mean? To talk right. about in a public way about, you know, the stuff right. we do. So. Well, I, I, I know it. I know <laughs> Cindy's making that face again. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, part of my purpose of this is to not just, you know, yeah, I want to show you off a little bit. You know, you're my friends. And I think <laughs> you do great work, amazing work. But I, it's it's the idea that I want to break that ivory tower academic notion of what art is, you know, and you guys are artists in your own weird and wonderful way. Well, you are too. You know, how you handle us as a cast, as directors, how you, uh, the ideas that flow out of you guys, I don't care who builds what and who gets what mm -hmm. as a team, you guys are, uh, amazing. So I think, and that's why you're here. Cause I want to put your artwork on the table and say, this is art, you know, and that's, you know, not so much to, like I said, I, I'm not here to try to get you guys to go pro and start a <laughs> warehouse and rent and that kind of thing. Well, we were talking about before we came here, like, you know, how did we get involved in this? And we were running down the huge, amazing list of people that we've been privileged enough to work with in this town. And it's all been amazing people starting, you know, Bob Weber, I mean, Bob Weber mm -hmm. was amazing. April Cleveland as a director, um, Jen Heaton as the choreographer in that show, she was amazing to work with and, you know, gave us lots of positive feedback. Um, Nick and Angela Schneider, Bernie Wolf, who was the former, former Brian, former Brian. <laughs> oh, Morgan right. At Parkland. Parkland. Yeah. yeah. He was always, um, very, you know, kind and let us do stuff there with other companies. Um, just, uh, I mean, the list goes on and on of people in this town who've been really, really nice to us and, and learn let uh, us, uh, that we've learned from that have let John, us be part John of stuff. The, was John stuff. I learned a lot from John. I don't know if you know him, but he, I don't know him. He, he was professional. He went to school for this, what I try to do. And I, I'm building stuff wrong. I mean, he would build it out of styrofoam and it'd look amazing. And I'm building it out of wood. <laughs> right. <laughs> so in terms of prop building, do you think there is a wrong way to do it? Or right way to Safety's got to be first. I was just going to say oh, that as yeah. long as it's safe. Yeah. Because that's That's what... my number one. It's got to be safe Agreed. and it's got to look good. Yeah. I think that's for everything we do in theater. Mm. That's down to costumes, props, scenery, mm -hmm. what have you, lighting, sound. It all has to be safe. But when I build stuff, and I, and I don't build stuff the way on the scale of you guys, what you guys do, but I'm always at the point of... There's no, my, one of my favorite phrases is I don't need the way to do it. I just need a, a way, way to do it. it. And do you guys, it sounds like you guys subscribe to that. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. It just, yeah. I mean, you want it to be visually appealing. And again, my side deal is I don't want to spend any money, you know? Um, <laughs> um, so, and I, I get, you know, I, again, I'm not formally trained in any aspects where, you know, if you go to Broadway, they're using styrofoam ones uh, as, yeah. you know, and, and I'm using actual wood, but I didn't pay anything for the wood. I, you know, I garbage picked it at, uh, at the, you know, the, the local store who's throwing out five pallets and I'll break them up in, in all of a sudden, uh, in oh, Karen, sure. yeah, in Karen, you know, you know, the Karen on stage was, I thought was visually appealing. And I try, that's the other thing too, is, you know, for something like that, for little kids, I wanted to look 
exactly like the animation. Right. Because I want, because kids, I, I don't like when things change. Like when Batman, you know, from the eighties had this, they, they changed his uniform and I'm like, ah, they, Oh, to the, yeah. To the, you know, and you know, the, I, I yeah. get why they do that, but that's that artist. I'm going to do my flair on it. I, I view it as I'm, I, I, it's not up to me. I've got to talk to the kid in the car. So when I made Karen, I wanted Karen to look exactly right. like the cartoon. I'm mixing colors so the colors match. I want wow. it to look right. Yeah. But that didn't cost anything because half that stuff was garbage picked. You know, the right. wood and the styrofoam I pulled out of Parkland's garbage styro- can. The styrofoam was the walls from 10 out of 12. That was what Karen was made out of. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> that they were okay. throwing uh, out. <laughs> for people listening, Karen is a character from SpongeBob, which happens to be a computer. Uh, and in the cartoon, it's just this computer screen and the, the kind of the waveform voice in the in the screen. And so these guys built a rolling version of that for the live production. And the young actress got to push it around. And <laughs> Lucky her. Yeah. She loved She it. was a rock star with that thing. <laughs> yeah. But there was also a voice thing in it, wasn't yeah. it? So yeah. when she spoke, the... Oscillation movie. The oscillation thing so, in the screen worked as well. So, so we, it was a ton of fun. So we found out we were doing SpongeBob last year. You volunteered for it. And, and she started telling me what, you know, what's coming. And we had to make the thing. So I called Kevin McGuire, who is a local uh, sound man. Okay. And, and I said, what should I do? And he goes, you need an oscilloscope. And, and and he sent me a bunch of stuff and I, and and I actually had a buddy write a software program. But you know, again, you use all resources, and that's how it all tied together. So you just scraping, yeah, just pulling favors. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, the guy who wrote the program for the uh, the oscilloscope uh, lives in Michigan. I've known him since 1985. <laughs> and I, you know, hey, Larry, I need a favor. Can you help me with this? And he goes, yeah, absolutely. And he was excited. And you know, the. The, the, the night we were doing the dress rehearsal, I'm on the phone with him because I was having some technical difficulties and we're, he, we're rewriting it on the fly, you know? Yeah. So, I remember you doing that with Gary too. Yeah. yeah. The snail. Gary. It was... <laughs> Gary worked Gary perfectly and it was user error. It was me. She was, when she turned it on, it was, you're just supposed to hit the button and walk away. She was holding it and it was going Until into the programming went mode. on. Oh. And it went into this whole so mode real where... Real programming. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So it was just user error, but which is fine. I I didn't know that either. I was like, oh geez, we're, this is we're going live in 25 minutes. So, but we got a facade. Yeah, that's so. the night we were talking about putting Gary on a skateboard. And just yeah, I was I was there. <laughs> we're like, okay, we can bungee cord him on there, and it'll be fine. I because, was part you know, of that conversation. Yes, the yeah. lights were going to go up, and the show was going to start. And yeah, SpongeBob needed someone to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> but now you know. Yeah. <laughs> you've learned a lot from that. Yeah, absolutely. Um. What about, okay, um, we're kind of getting toward the end here. Uh, what about this stuff that you do? What about it turns you on? I like the organization part of it. I am not an actor. I am not a singer, but I love theater. And I always have, I've always been friends with people, even back in high school who were crazy talented. I didn't stand in that line. I don't, I can't dance. I can't sing. I can't act. The thought of being on stage makes me like my hands start to sweat. So for me, it's a way to be involved in a very real way and part of a production where I don't have to be out in the lights. I right. would not want to do that. I, it would, you know, but still, but put still, your skills to 
to the test. and Absolutely. Like we go um, to Chicago to see shows and we're both thinking, how'd they do that? How did that work? How did, you know, oh, that's, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it bothers me when, um, you can't just enjoy a show. You have to know <laughs> when, you know, or if you go somewhere and something should have been taken off the set and it's still sitting there, that bothers me. <laughs> but it, it, for me, it's a very real way to be involved in something that I absolutely love. But, you know, have no real talent for <laughs> besides my organizational skills, which I guess can be my art. Right. Absolutely. And I know when something looks good on stage and I know when something will um, work. Nobody goes that, to a performance and says, you know, that was a great play because of the props. No. It just makes everything come together. Right. You know, they'll like, only judge it if it's really bad. <laughs> And like Tom said before, like if my name or his name was never on a program, we wouldn't care. It's just about being involved and being part of the process. And that's what I like. Tom, on the other hand, is an artist. He's really good at making things. He's a craftsman. He's a woodworker. He can fix anything and everything. My, you know, the part that, that I like, really... the part I enjoy is the mental build. Like, you know, okay, you got Gary, you've got this, 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 this is the problem. How am I going to solve it? Right. How am I going to do this? And it becomes this sometimes lo a long period of, it could be a month or two. I'm, I'll be at the gym and I'll see how the elliptical is working. Oh, is and, yeah. and I'm looking at that, that, that could be how this is going to go, you know, and it just, Everything is suddenly becomes, what's my inspiration? And I'm trying to figure it out because there's no YouTube. There's no going on there and say, oh, this is how you build this thing. It's not right. there. And, you know, Gary, this, the snail, it was, it was well over a month before I landed on it. And I kind of got down to the level. I think I'm going to have to paper mache this thing because I could not figure out an idea. And I just thought that was way over what I want to do. That was, right. it's hard. You know, I think that's not, you know, maybe it's easy for you, but that's a difficult task. It's just, yeah. But. And for us, it's fun because like, I think we said before, we like, we enjoy sitting around talking about what we're going to do, how we're going to do it and like figuring out how to do it as cheap as possible. That's also kind the, of like a little challenge at, we throw in there. The funny <laughs> part at home, all of a sudden our kitchen turns into prop central with stuff laying all over the place. Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I remember one of the first puppets I built, this very table you're sitting on <laughs> yeah. was literally littered with uh, the materials because I had no other place to build it. <laughs> but yeah, I get Yes. Our house explodes. Yeah. The trident that you made, that was another fun one. Oh yeah. For, for little mermaid. Little mermaid. Yeah. It lit up. The, the, the Sue Aldridge said, could you have it light up? And I, you know, I thought about it and I came up with a way and we ended up laser cutting it and, and put, and I found Made it out of plexiglass, plexiglass and, and it lit up. It. Wow. So as the trident was passed between the actors, like Ursula, you know, like Ursula's King purple, Trident. King Trident, it's gold. And I thought oh, that would be cool. So Cindy's got a little controller. And as soon as it, he hands it over to Ursula, she hits a button and turned purple. Oh, <laughs> see, so that was fun. I forgot about that. Yeah. See, but that's what I mean yeah. by calling you artists. Those kind of thought processes, those little touches, those little tiny steps hmm. 
just turns that into something marvelous. Yeah, and you, you know, know yeah, I, I, you know, you don't want to be in. Hey, Mike, what do you want for this? What do you want for this? It, it you don't. I don't have time for this. Just do it. You know, <laughs> um, and and I so try we try not to, to be it. that director, but no, I know no, I, I am. Like no, I mean, I reckon. I mean, you got so many other movies. You don't need to worry about it. So give me a little direction, and we'll run with it. Yeah, you know, and that's kind of the philosophy. But no, the you know, your to your question, it, it's the whole process of how am I going to create this your this thing? Yeah, it's yeah. a it's 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 fictitious, you know, especially like, you know, it's a cartoon and you're trying to bring it to life. So I guess we bring, sometimes we bring animation to life mm -hmm. and I want it to look like the animation, you know, like in Gary, that's an animation. Right. So, but I think as soon as that thing rolled on, everybody knew what it was. And, so. Oh yeah. It's unmistakable. <laughs> yeah. Unmistakable. Anything about this turn you off? Hmm. Standing in the garage at uh, two in the morning <laughs> to hit the deadline? No. Um, <laughs> Deadlines in general. It was interesting. <laughs> it, it, for when, when Cindy did uh, Billy Elliot, um, they brought in Donnie. Mm -hmm. And so he comes in the last two weeks. Was that, was that Billy Elliot? Yeah, Donnie yeah. Kerr. He was yeah. in the original Broadway cast. Oh, really? Yeah. So he directed like the last two weeks. So Mike... Uh, Galloway. Galloway did, the, did everything. And then two weeks to go, he steps in and... He's a professional and he's talking to all the actors like they're professionals and expected their commitment like the professionals on Broadway. I find that fascinating. But it was like, Cindy, I need this. And it was just like, and Cindy's going, okay, basically, okay, boss. And then she comes home, yeah. Tom. And, yeah. and it was like that, that last two weeks was, was that, brutal. I think every <laughs> show is like that though, because there's always stuff that comes up and we know this now. Yeah. You know, there's mm. always stuff that comes up where people say, well, what about this? And the answer is, I'll have it tomorrow. Yeah. Because that, and that's, if it's We're something. We're scrambling. Yeah. I'll, sometimes it's stuff that's never been mentioned before. And it's like, yes, I'll, I'm happy to get that for you. And that's the answer because that's what we're here to do is to, you know, get right. the stuff people need. So that can be stressful, but it's not unpleasant. No, it's not. Uh, I mean, you know, so, you know, what I've learned through, through these 10 years is these big things like Gary and Karen for this uh, specific play. They have to be done weeks yeah, before the sure. end because I have to build in for this last second. Hey, Cindy, moment. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. Which is fine, but that's, I mean, that's with just the Karen, nature of it. With Karen, it was kind of fun because the actor in the in the rehearsals was basically doing a stick on wheels yeah. with us drawn on oscilloscope, and she had no idea what she was going to get. And it shows oh, up, and yeah. she's like, I had no idea. Because <laughs> it was bigger than she was. It yeah. was taller than she was. Yeah. yeah. And that's fun, you know, and I think she was proud of it too. She liked it. She was definitely like, I have the coolest prop on stage yeah. and it was a pain in the butt to lug around everywhere. But like I said before, she was an absolute rock star with it. Yeah. She's she, a, yeah. She's good. Actress. Cool as a cucumber, just did whatever she needed to do. Yeah. Lugged it across the stage. <laughs> but no, no, there's really no unpleasant. I mean, if, you know, the, the, I think the hardest part is the stuff that potentially could break when, when the, uh, the last night or the second to last night when the clock failed, that's stressful, Yeah, you know, and there's no fixing it in the middle of the production, you know, and, you know, it's the second act of the, um, the second to last night, the clock didn't, the doomsday clock was done. <laughs> <laughs> it died. It was doomsday. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's probably the worst part. You know, you're holding your breath on some of this stuff because it's, some of the stuff is MacGyvered, you know, it's duct tape and spit, you know? Um, I, yeah, I feel that way. I, I try to make it better than that too, but 
Yeah, again, you only oh, have yeah, one take. Someday there's just no control over it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's theater. And, and the actors are do really, really well. If something doesn't work, they just roll with it. You know, yep. Karen, the first night, the batteries died in the second, oh. you know, you know the, like with five minutes to go in the performance, the battery died, you know, for the, you know, for the monitor. And I'm like, oh boy, you know, and it just. And then there was when um, Plankton would go in, he had a scene where he kissed the monitor. Well, he went for it and he pushed, it was a TV screen. That was we were right. using for the monitor. He turned it off. <laughs> and you, she, <laughs> she texts me, there's something wrong. Like, Something's wrong with Karen. Get back here fast. <laughs> and, 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 and Plankton just turned it off, is all he yeah, did. Yeah, he got a little too aggressive. Intimate with yeah, the, intimate the, the with monitor. The got into it, did he? <laughs> so, he was that, in the moment. No, but I mean, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. unavoidable. I mean, as a director, you have to right, roll but, with it, you know, but, uh, but if that's the worst of it, I think you're doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, if we didn't like it, we, we wouldn't, wouldn't do, do it. it. Right. You know, I mean, this is, you know, it's, it's, it's volunteer work, but yeah, it's fun. You know, it's, it's rewarding for us. There's no question about it. I mean, we're doing it for the actors, but we obviously get self-satisfaction. Well, yeah, you, you get know. something out of it too. Yeah. It, it, it's fun to create and it's just fun to see them. And it, it you know, like the, the, the stupid umbrellas that we did that boy, we talk, we talk about walking into success there. Uh, the jellyfish, the jellyfish. Oh, the big plastic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was just kind of, you know, you know, it was a, it was one of the last things I worked on for the thing. And it was, know. they were not going to look good. And then we found on Facebook marketplace, someone had bought, um, clear umbrellas for their wedding paid, and they never used them. Paid $20 for like a bunch of them for 12. And, yeah. And, and really, yeah. Uh -huh. So I wired them up with led lights and I, and I, uh, and I knew they made stained glass paint and I sprayed, sprayed them kind of a there. light blue. And then again, part of the cheapness when Alex uh, uh, swam at Centennial, they had an end of year party and uh, there was blue, we had, we still had blue tablecloths and I put that on there and I had some silver wrapping paper and I just kind of hung it on there. And when they were on stage, it they looked, looked magical. They looked great. They yeah. Look great. And it was just kind of, I was almost embarrassed to bring them in. And they, I know we're like, is this okay? And, but this cast was like, could I have one? Oh yeah. Sure. They were fighting over them. They were <laughs> Yeah, uh, six months. I'm guaranteed that's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Stripped for parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that too. <laughs> but no, that's fun. It, that's the. But again, I you know I we keep saying the same thing. But it's just the whole build, the whole build, and the whole process. That, you know, from the start of it, and and just those last two weeks are so intense to get everything up and going. It's it's a blast. And then we've been lucky, like we keep saying, to have worked with really good people in this right. community that we've both learned a lot from. Yeah, you know. Awesome. Okay, last couple of questions. Oh no. If you didn't do this as is there any other art form that you would like to participate in that you haven't? Oh go. That's ca that you're catching me flat footed there. Um Yeah, I don't And if I, you don't have an answer, that's fine. No, I mean because like I said before, I'm not really arty. I don't do you know what I mean? I don't think of myself as an artist. I think of myself as an organizer. I, I you, know, you know, for me, if it was, if I wasn't doing this, I would be building. You do you know, though. You do woodworking. You build yeah, that's stuff. What I mean, I would you, be yeah. building stuff for our okay. house. Uh, uh, you know, I, it's something in my mind. I want to build a, a vanity for our guest bathroom. Right. Uh, and I'll do that from, you know, that I love to do. Um, I, I, I installed hardwood flooring in our house and you know, that's, it's the build. It's the physical aspect of it. It's fun. Yeah. You know, and when it's done, you forget about all the mistakes you made. <laughs> so.
Yeah. And I don't, I mean, I don't, my job, I'm a teacher, so it's kind of the same kind of thing. You organize stuff. You never know what's going to happen every day when you go in. So you deal with stuff on the fly and that's kind of like a show too. Right. You, you have to go with it. We're going. <laughs> so you're an improv artist on there a very go. different there level. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That makes perfect sense. That but when, perfect. when they did Young Frankenstein, I thought, oh, geez, this is my opportunity to step on stage. They need somebody big, uncoordinated, and can't act. Just all they have to do is yodel. Yeah, yeah he sings I, at the end. Yeah, yeah I but could then have you been that guy. <laughs> yeah, and then you got to sing like an angel at the end. Yeah, well, that, yeah. then, then you'd have to, some Mike would be on, on the stage uh, dubbing my. <laughs> That's funny. Yes, I think if anyone was going to want to step on stage, it would be you more than me. Yeah, it'd be a small role. I thought about it for Billy Elliot too. Where oh yeah, yeah, I could have been the... a policeman. <laughs> well, I will keep this in mind if I'm ever directing. Again. Is there already some big on? goofy guy on stage? <laughs> I know, know just, just the guy. guy. <laughs> I know some six foot five guy. Is there any art form you know you would never want to participate in? No. Um. And yeah. Again, you don't have to have an answer. No, I mean like you know things that are messy, like clay. And I'm not a big painter, albeit I had to paint for You're a great <laughs> She Kills painter. Monsters. That was a that was a, a new art that I had to do, all those monster ads I had to hand paint the, this. Oh posters. yeah, yeah, the, the posters, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you know, that again, we had to hit a budget and we could have printed them, but you know, they wanted like sixty dollars a piece and that just blew the budget. And I said, I guess I'm painting them, so <laughs> I painted some of those. Yes, you did. I did. So I did anyway, really but job. um that just messy, sloppy things, that's not my thing. But you know, I'd rather construct, you know, building wood and things like that. That's like kind of my a, thing. A sawdusty filled yeah. workshop is not messy to you? Well, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's bad. No, it's not. <laughs> All over the place, yeah. So anyway, but yeah. Everywhere. Yeah, in, in wintertime, when you're building the stuff, you're, it gets cold in there. Your hands start getting cold, and you know, I don't have a heated garage. So, anyway. Um, one last question. Okay. Where, where do you think you, what do you think you'd be doing without this? What would we do with all our time? Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you just kind of stumbled into it. We really did. And it's been great. But you've had s such a fun run with it. Um, can you speculate what you would, if it was anything? It would be tough. You know, my brother, um, I'll, I'll be 59 this year. And my brother is, oh, thank you. Uh, my brother's 61. And we're talking about what do I want to do. And we looked at my father. He sat on the couch and he fiddled, you know, he built, he, he was a very smart engineer, uh, man, but he didn't do anything. And we talked about this and I've said to my brother, I said, this is, this is my retirement. I will do this in retirement to be relevant. Um, I, there's only so much golf you could do. There's only, you know, you can't keep building furniture because eventually your house is overloaded. So <laughs> I, I, I need, I need to, this is, this is a perfect outlet. I, you know, you know, I didn't answer your question, but this is, this is setting up what I kind of want to do, and I'd like to do it for as long as I can, you know? Yeah, I think we got really lucky. As you said, we stumbled into this, and it's something that we both really like to do. We can do it together, it, you know? I think I, we're getting better, too, as, as time moves on, you know? I, I don't think about, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're talking about Gary because it's fresh in my mind. I could look at the ones I like, but I think more about the misses, 
where did I drop the ball on? You know, the, the cube in yours in, in She Kills yeah. Monsters. I am so disappointed that that's, that was my product. What? Yeah. <laughs> that's another discussion. <laughs> the losses. But anyway, there you go. Uh, thank you guys for coming by and sharing the stories. And Thank you for asking us. <laughs> she says that with a question mark. <laughs> I don't care what you say, Cindy. I think you're a brilliant artist. I think thank you, you. I think you as a team are magnificent and I hope to work with you again and again and again. Likewise. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, thanks for coming by and spending your evening with me. Appreciate Thank you it. so much for having us. Thanks for hanging around and geeking out with us. If you enjoyed the show, hit the like and subscribe buttons. And more importantly, join the conversation and leave us a message or comment. We'd love to hear about your nerdy art. Thanks again and join us next week for more Art Nerds. 